Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis. I've had my singing voice on these last two days, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? We recorded our punishment video mm. yesterday, which I think might, might it won't have gone live by the time this podcast goes out, but it's going live on the same day. So how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm feeling... So we haven't seen the edited version yet. But yesterday was me and you really going for it in... Uh, so everyone who doesn't know, we lost the first season of our Wrestle League season predictions. Season zero, I've been season calling zero, it. Season zero, yeah. Which was me, Luke and Laurie versus each other and all the Wrestle Tyke writers on WrestleTalk.com. Uh, cumulative predictions since Survivor Series to Royal Rumble. Now, since the Royal Rumble... Everyone's involved. All the $5 and above pledge hammers can, can participate in the, the predictions for all big wrestling pay-per-view events going forward. But because me and Luke came joint last out of me, Luke and Laurie... Controversially so. <laughs> we are doing this... This, this, uh, this, this music video, yes. Which so fans voted for Mike and Maria Canales' True Love. What a great theme song it is. A lot of fun we had recording it. So we recorded all of the green screen stuff here in the studio... And then we went out with Laurie and recorded some stuff, you know, close by our studio base. It was cold. It's going to be very funny because (sighs) our noses are so red. Mm -hmm. And I think our cheeks are probably quite rosy because it was... I'm glad we did it yesterday, though, because it's colder today. And snowier on the ground. And we did a lot of, like, jumping up and down and sliding. Yeah. So that would have been worse with snow. Laurie said, because Laurie was doing the filming of us, because he's much better at that, he said that there was one point our noses were so red because of the cold, the camera white balanced <laughs> to our noses, yeah. making everything look really weird. <laughs> so maybe that shot's in there. See if you can see it. Yeah, absolutely. It's also, we, we stupidly did it late in the day. I'm worried it's going to be too dark. Yeah. And it's going to hopefully, we'll get our, Martin, our editor, to put on a load of wacky filters. Martin is an exceptionally good editor, though. Mm. So I'd imagined that it will come out really well. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, I'm hoping for some heart transitions. Oh, mate. Yeah. There's a, the, the thing that still cracks me up. I cannot get the song out of my head, by the way. Cause it's running around my head right now. Yeah, we did it so much yesterday. Is when Luke properly goes for it in the chorus. I'm burning up inside. <laughs> and when he when he said up with an H at the start of it, <laughs> I lost it. Uh, I had to, oh, God. And when we had to do the, there's an end bit <laughs> where we have to look at each other. Yeah. It didn't make the final cut. Uh, I don't think we're using that take. No. We both burst out laughing. Yeah. Oh, that's, we should put that up on Patreon. The we, outtakes. We should put that yeah. up. Yeah. Because it was funny. Mm. I did laugh a lot during that. And it, we had, there was a point where I was like, I've got to do it in this one take now. Because if I don't do it now, I'm just going to keep laughing. Yeah, yeah. I need to get this, I need to get this now. Um, good fun. Good fun by good all. Good fun. Uh, did you feel, how did you feel afterwards? Because the, the whole point of the video was to kind of mock love and us being in love. We held hands. 
walking down a bridge mm-hmm. uh, and then there was another point where we cuddled up to each other on a bench and a kid walking home from school started yelling at us yeah and that made me feel stupid yeah did it i mean oh, it, it punctured my little world yeah it's i mean it's fine because i mean these these people are, are idiots mm. if if you are if you're getting your rocks by walking down the street and shouting at people for doing something then you're just an idiot and that's that's a really low that's a really low bar for how you get enjoyment i agree I, I don't think we're blameless in this situation, though. We are the jabrones <laughs> filming silly, but we're doing something silly that, but, videos. Yeah, but he doesn't know in the public. But he doesn't know like we're, what we're doing and why we're doing it. He has just seen some people who are filming something mm. and thought, "Nerds, I'm yeah. going to shout at them because I'm cool." I guess. So I think this is this is why you're a better person than me. Because if I see if I see anyone filming stuff in public, I'm like. <laughs> but, and it happens all the time around here as well because it's quite a cool it's quite a media urban place. hip place and you'll see people doing skating videos or rap videos i've seen quite a few rap videos yep. on the street adjacent to us and i walk past them i think it's a bit stupid <laughs> <laughs> do you not get that no, absolutely do, not, do you no. look at it and go wow that's cool i do think i'm going to apologize now if you can hear some drilling mm. It, I, I feel like we have said that sentence far too often since moving into this studio. But the reason why we started saying it is because it wasn't something that was going to happen for very long. Mm. And yet here we are, probably four months into our tenure here, and it's still still, still drilling. I feel like we've had a month off, though. We have had a month yeah, off. Yeah, I don't know why they've started drilling so much. Well, they, they broke for Christmas. Yeah, a big, big break. <laughs> and, they, uh, and we've got fun next week, folks. Look forward to the audio for the Wrestle Rambles because they've just announced. Well, to be fair, it was two weeks ago. But, but you they, didn't tell us. Well, I what can I do about it? Well, you could uh, inform your staff. But like, they, they, okay, so what downstairs beneath us is an event space. The idea is that isn't used in the day, so everyone above it can record music or make videos and not have sound bleed from beneath. And the very bassy speakers that they've got that hang directly under the floor. Uh, there's a four-day, all-day celebration of The Clash's London Calling album on its 40th anniversary. Apparently it's going to be live-streamed around the world. It's part of a Chicago radio station's thing. Yeah, what? do it in Chicago then. Yeah, don't come to London <laughs> for an album called London's Calling. Well, where I'm trying to do work. That's just thematically worse. I don't get the connection. Uh, so that's going to be going on all next week. And it, when it was first told to me, I was like, well, that's not ideal. And they looked at me and went, yeah, we've done it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, what can I, what can I say? I mean, Let's, you're right. You yeah. are just doing it. And I said, is it going to happen again? And they went, no, we're never going to book something like this again. So I was like, okay, there was three months' time. The same thing's going to happen. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll uh, we, see. I mean, I like The Clash. Yeah. And they've said, if we go down there... Well, The Clash have said. No, uh, the organisers. Oh, okay. Anyone who works above them can have a free bottle of beer if we go down and and have and check it out do you think we can try and fudge this and so if we send down randy randy datson he can go down and get four bottles of beer mm. and say like, i'm, I'm going to pick this up for my colleagues then we send like i'll go down next and be like oh, i've got to pick up, uh, pick up some bottles for my colleagues and we'll just like you know get yeah. loads of bottles of beer i, I was thinking wall. more uh like put the wigs on moustaches good idea so that also even, works just Whoa, Whoa, that's a loud that's a one. a big old drill, that one. I don't recognise this Clash song. <laughs> but they're experimental bit in the, in the late 80s. Every band goes through it, in yeah. all fairness. Weezer have just done it with the Teal album. Oh like my every, God. You're going to hear about that later on in this show, actually. That drilling sound is better than Weezer's <laughs> Teal album. Um, before we get into the show, I'm going to give you this quick Russo hey, because it comes in from Edward Fry's. Um, uh, it says here, I wasn't going to send this in because it's only sort of a Russo hey, but while attending the Arrowage War of the World tour oh, late cool. last year, I went to grab some food at a snack bar just before the show started and watched as wrestlers walked by and into the arena blocked off and realized it was Bushi. Then behind him was a much more obvious evil and Sonada cool. with his hair not spiked up. And finally... I wonder what that looks like. I have no idea. 
He doesn't. He doesn't say either. And finally, the leader of Lij, no. Tetsuya Naito. I was a bit starstruck as they walked by without any security, and even got a fist bump from Naito as oh. he walked past. Love the podcast. Especially the NXT review, <laughs> as that is my favorite WWE product at the moment. I've just become a $25 pledge hammer after stopping oh, wow. my $10 a month pledge for a couple of months to sort out some financial issues. We'll miss the old top five format, but I also love the January drinking podcast. Thank you. Do you want some Edward Fries with that? It's the podcast nice. name that I gave him, or the uh, Patreon name rather. That's so cool. Imagine yeah. getting a fist bump from Naito. One of my favorite wrestling gifs of all time, or gifs if you're that way inclined, mm-hmm. is. The Naito going up to the kid in uh, one of the the halls. Can't remember what what it's called, but they do a, New Japan do a lot of shows. There. The one in the Kurokan Hall, right? Is that what is that Kurokan Hall? It looks like a big yeah. gym, yeah, uh, an American gym. And he goes over and he's gonna almost fist bump this little kid, and then he finally does, and the kid is so happy. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so great. Naito is when we saw him at that Rev Pro show at the um, oh, God, what was it called? Um, we saw him at York Hall, yes, and we saw him in Walthamstow. Yeah, it was the York Hall one. I was, I was thinking. Oh, I can't remember what the it name of the event was. Thing. The two night thing. Is the one with Keith Lee and yeah, the second yeah, one they did. Worlds collide. It's something like that because it's basically like the Rev Pro versus Big New Encounter. Japan. No, Epic Encounter Epic was the second Encounter. one. Mm. I can't remember what the first one was called. But either way, we saw him at that, and like when you're in the room when his entrance music is playing which is just absolutely awesome it really is like an that was my first time seeing him live as well and that was Naito versus Marty Skrull if mm. i remember correctly yeah it was really really good but the really the match of that night was was Lee Ishii everyone yeah any other night it would have been Naito Skrull but jesus christ <laughs> Lee and Ishii is one of my favorite matches of all time so so great um anyway so we're going to crack off uh, crack off we're going to crack into <laughs> the email. Just going to crack off with each other. Going to crack off here, um, burning up in your love. We're going to crack into the show, talking about, as you would probably expect, that Dean Ambrose situation. And what is next for Dean Ambrose? Here's the show. Well, we are kicking off with the big... Like, this is huge news. This is the biggest news of the week. This I mean, is the, the biggest, biggest news, news of the, the year so far. Tide. I think that I guess it's oh, the AEW, same story yeah. with AEW. I think yeah. AEW becoming official really is the biggest story, but we all saw it coming because that's been reported on for weeks or months rather. But Dean Ambrose. That was going to be what I was going to say is that the AEW thing, as we said, has been expected since the trademarks were filed. And then they were like, there's an announcement coming in the next couple of days. So we were all sort of expecting mm-hmm. it. But this one really has come out of the blue. Yeah. This was so out of the blue that you were writing your Raw review and I said, have you heard that Dean Ambrose has asked for his release? Well, I thought something was up anyway. It was just a weird way that Raw angle went down with Dean Ambrose getting beaten clean uh, by Seth Rollins. Fair enough. Rollins just won the Rumble. You want him to look strong going into WrestleMania. But the whole thing with Nia Jax coming in and throwing Dean out and that weird promo Dean cut sitting down on the chair. I had no idea still because Ambrose is one of those guys in the company that you're like, well, they're WWE. Yeah, exactly. And, and now that one, now Ambrose has left, I just feel like that opens up the floodgates. And there was a report from PW Insider that this kind of sent backstage officials into a panic and backstage on Tuesday night at SmackDown, anyone had a, who had a year or a two years left on their contract, they're getting them into a room and saying, so uh, what? how are you feeling? And how are you feeling at the moment? With the aim to assign them to a new five-year deal. Yeah. The same five-year deals that uh, Kevin Owens had. I've actually got the, pro res- uh, the PW Insider. Um, as I noted yesterday on uh, blah, 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 there was a big flurry of activity backstage at SmackDown as WWE officials were meeting with talent whose, de- whose deals are set to expire in the next year or two, seeking to lock them into new deals. WWE has been trying to lock talent into new five-year deals for some time, dating back to the new deals The Miz and Kevin Owens signed last year. It would appear the departure of Dean Ambrose brackets and the obvious potential of him heading to AEW close brackets set all this off and a lot of talents backstage were in amazement watching it all unfold before their eyes. I mean this just must be incredible. You, you, so, so like just picture the Dolph Ziggler's or the, or the Zack Ryder's of this world. You've just become accustomed to oh this is my lot. I'm in, I've got my dream job but in a sort of Faustian Pact, 
it's making me deeply unhappy and I'm creatively stifled. Yeah. And now you see this this thing that could never you never would have thought would happen. I mean it was gonna happen eventually, but I couldn't have predicted that AEW would spin off into what it's become. Uh you, you get big titans like Ambrose saying, you know what? I'm not going to re-sign with you. So that's the reason he's going, by the way, uh, reportedly, of course. It's not because uh, he's... Because if he had longer left on his contract and he simply asked for his release, going by what WWE have done to the Revival and the Canelisai, they're just saying, well, you can't have it. Unless you're Hideo Itami and they don't (laughs) even know who you are. Well, there's that. And apparently Itami's reason is because he's going to go to Japan. He's told them, I'm off to Japan, so... I don't know why they don't see that as a threat, because I would say New Japan, particularly if they start working with All Elite Wrestling, very much could be a force against them. Mm. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing development. But I would almost argue, and this, is, it's, this, is, this Ambrose thing is such a weird scenario, because from what all the reports are saying is that for Ambrose, it's got nothing to do with the money. He's not leaving because he wants more money. He's leaving because he's creatively stifled. However, in interviews that Ambrose has done, he was on Jericho's podcast. I can't remember when it was. There was someone else posted about this on Twitter that he has said, I would do one death match and then I'd be done. Mm. And then I would just I would just go to the hills and I don't need to wrestle again. It's never really been about the money. So it's almost you can almost feel that Ambrose will become a CM Punk-like figure yeah. and just leave wrestling and then that's it. And then all you've got is just people going like, when's Dean Ambrose going to come back? When's Dean Ambrose going to wrestle again? Mm. And you can almost just build this whole mystique around yourself of when does Ambrose return to the wrestling ring? Yeah. I mean, I did, so what's next for Dean Ambrose sort of title of this episode? He's, I, I don't know if that will happen. I Personally, I think he'll... I don't know why personally. I don't know the guy. But I just feel like he'll keep on wrestling. He's yeah. got a lot more time. It's not like a CM Punk, I've fallen out of love with wrestling thing. We don't know that, though. We, yeah, we be. don't. We don't, yeah. Uh, but why? Well, I guess he would have just walked out right away. But it seems like he's going to see out his contract until April when it expires. And, yeah, so what next? I guess immediately he's going to be in WWE for at least two months, heading into their biggest show of the year, working for a company that traditionally isn't that kind to people who say they're gonna go apart from rick flair because vince mcmahon just loves rick flair yeah uh so yeah it's and and wwe have taken the weird step of announcing this news on their website which has led to people thinking it might be a work so yeah Mm -hmm. wwe posted uh dean ambrose brackets jonathan good close brackets will not be renewing his contract with wwe when it expires in april we are grateful and appreciative of all that dean has given to wwe and our fans we wish him well and hope that one day dean will return to wwe this is the first ever future endeavors of wwe message yeah it's remarkable it really is. Um, but the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer posted up uh, in his very bizarre Wrestling Observer newsletter this week because he's broken his fingers and actually can't type. So he's essentially dictating it to people. It just It's almost like a stream of conscious. There's one bit where he's talking about SmackDown and he's just like, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville announced themselves for the Elimination Chamber and explained why they don't like Naomi. It was bad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that was it. Um, so Meltzer said that when he, he was speaking to his sources backstage... And on Monday, when Pro Wrestling Torch were reporting this news and saying, like, no one had heard this. And it turns out that it was a very, well, reportedly, a very small circle of people knew about it on Monday until the story broke on Pro Wrestling Torch. And then WWE released their um, their official statement on the subject. And he said that a creative team had no idea. Um, not even at the last, uh, not even last minute, things were written for him uh, as a way to write him off TV. If he does right here, WWE is currently doing some weird storylines with the revival and Ziggler. But as far as I know, this is a this is legit. He has been unhappy with the direction of his character. WWE announcing it is indeed an out of uh, an out of normal mo, but it could just be a response to the news getting out, and they don't want it to be let out. Uh, and he says that there are some people backstage who think it's a work. Yeah, it's just that this is so unlike WWE to announce it. I think the only ever the only other time that WWE have announced that someone's leaving in advance like this is Kurt Angle. 
When he left. When he left, when they were like, look, we're, we're having to get rid of Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He'll finish up in a month. Yeah. So like in advance, I think that's what happened. I can't, can't be certain. So to, it, just, it just tells your fans and everyone, oh, this guy's leaving. Um, so don't get invested in what he's doing, which is the classic CM Punk Summer of Punk storyline to get you invested in the character. Because on Monday, it did feel like they were going to build to a Dean Ambrose Triple H match at WrestleMania. So, it could be a work. It could all be a work. This could be like almost like a Brian Pillman type thing of where Dean has told WWE, I'm going, I'm done in April, but had a word with Vince McMahon that I'm actually staying and there's a very small bit of creative that know that he's staying. Yeah. So they can work this almost Brian Pillman-esque storyline where you are blurring the, the lines of reality and kayfabe. Also, what, you know, you're playing, you're working the boys backstage, you're working the fans. It, it, it's a legit wrestling work. So it very well could be a, a Pillman situation. I, I, I mean, that would, be, that would be crazy if it is, especially with all the AEW stuff at the moment. I think... If, if it is a storyline and they've done this because they think this will be a, a good idea overall, I, I, I think tactically it's, it's a disaster. Because it te- if you're working all the boys, oh, hi, this guy's leaving because he's unhappy like all of you are and he can go to All Elite Wrestling, that's a bad message to send for, to everyone and for, and for locker room morale. So I just don't get how that plays tactically in the WWE AEW war. But WWE themselves have been doing, like they literally came out on TV recently Mm. and said, our storylines are bad, our ratings are bad, but we're going to turn this around. I mean, they blame Baron Corbin, like, but they, and they blame Paige for announcing that match when she wasn't supposed to. But it's, they did admit, and they did come out in in this very real manner to say, we have done poorly by you all, we're going to do better. And I, yeah, there is every, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. Um, and so yeah, there is every chance that this could be Brian. I was about to say Brian Pillman. Dean Ambrose, who's always had a bit of like Brian Pillman yeah, about yeah, him yeah. anyway. It's the lunatic D- fringe. It's Dean Ambrose and Vince McMahon have concocted this plan to work everyone. And it's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania <sighs> based around this almost real life storyline. If that's the case, that could be hugely enjoyable. I, I just think that it's going to backfire for them with their talent who are already maybe thinking about jumping ship it's just you know revival the Kanellasai now Hideo Itami Dean Ambrose really is so far beyond those names mm-hmm. those are very very low level names and then you've got Dean Ambrose former Raw Tag Team Champion former WWE Champion former Intercontinental Champion United States Champion one of the former Shield members mm-hmm. I saw someone posted on Reddit it was just the caption this could be the last time we ever see the Shield together. And it was a screenshot of him and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns doing the fist bump after Reigns announced his leukemia yes. diagnosis. And I just thought, oh, yeah, right. that is a punch in the gut. Yeah, right isn't there. it just? Uh, another little interesting tidbit from The Observer is that as for Renee Young, mm. because a few people have been asking what this could mean for Renee Young, I think some people are probably assuming that, well, you can't have someone who's married in a company and then their, yeah. other, their significant other works for someone else because that is there's a lot of people like that within WWE that are dating people outside of the company or married to people outside of the company. But it's and a, in normal life. And in normal that's life, That's perfectly yeah. fine. Absolutely it is. My wife does not work for this company. She's got big heat for that. <laughs> big heat. She worked herself into a shoot Nuclear. there. Nuclear. Uh, as for Renee Young, there's really no idea what her status would be. ESPN had interest in her in the past, but she stayed with WWE. There's no reason to believe that she would leave WWE. Many people work with WWE while their spouses don't, but she's in a spot where she's not being used effectively right now no i think if you're looking at people who are creatively stifled renee young is definitely miscast Uh, i there was another bit in the background of all of this that chris jericho's aew contract figure has gotten out backstage i found this fascinating so we don't know what the number is but it's apparently in the realms of top WWE offers. It's not John, John Cena, Cena Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar, but still top, top money. 
and a lot of people were shocked yeah. well, when they heard it. Jericho has said multiple times, this is the best yeah. offer I've ever received in wrestling. And Jericho's been wrestling for like, what, you know, six decades or whatever it is. He has had a lot of offers on the table. So where I think this is interesting, if we're talking about tactics in a WWE-AEW war, you've got these people handed in their notices, you've got Dean Ambrose and Hideo Itami probably being granted their releases or letting their contract expire. Uh, maybe leaking to the locker room how much the other company is paying is also a pretty good move. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I read that story and I thought, that is a chess piece. Yeah, that is a, a pronged attack yep. into, into WWE. Absolutely it mm. is. Um, so I guess what next for Dean Ambrose? If I had to, to put my money on it, I would say this is legit. I think he is going to leave the company. And in four months' time, closer to the TV deal, if it happens for AEW being launched in October, I think the theory is he'll show up there. Yeah, I'm going to err on the side of caution. But I, I do think this is probably legit. Mm-hmm. But I've almost worked myself into a shoot now, brother. brother, by convincing myself that it could be a work and it's just one big mastermind plan. And also Brock Lesnar is going to face Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. That's definite. That's definite. Oh, yeah, definite. yeah, that's definite. Much, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Well, that is a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Rumble, where you, the Swath Nation, submit to us your crap gimmick submissions, and we decide, as the bookers of that promotion, whether we want to sign them enough. Are they crap enough? What's a crap gimmick, you might ask? Well, we like to think of it as that 90s WWF style where you are a wrestler and a blank or more abstract. Now, I'm changing it up a little bit. This okay. Month. So. Previously, I've just been doing them in order. Yeah. But we've had such a huge backlog. I think there's over, like over 300 submissions at the moment. I only do three a week. Mm. Like that's a, you know, and we get new emails every week. That number's just going to keep on growing. 
So I started to feel bad that people have submitted these ideas and they're not going to hear them until 2022. So you changed email address, deleted everything else, that's exactly, and moved to another country. That is exactly that's what I've done. That's what I do. Yeah, that, that's what I've done. I've just, I've just decided to shirk all responsibility mm, yeah. and just wipe the slate clean. That's, I think that's the wise, mature move. That is not what I've done. Okay. What I've decided to do is from now on, I'm going to be doing it in order. So we're going still in like August. We're in early August at the moment with the emails. But... That'll be the first one. Then other submissions will be picked at random from oh, everyone in there. So I'm okay. just going to open up a random email, and then that'll be added into the submission. So I've got one if from August. If it's good. One, yes. I've got one from August, one from October, and one from December. Oh, fun, fun. I think this will be a way to kind of shake things up a little Let's bit. Let's try it. Let's try it. Uh, so this also people were sending in stuff that were like very time-specific. And it just makes it like people have been saying, good luck at MediaCon. A lot of Christmas gimmicks. Yep. I'm sure in December. So this comes in from Lewis on August 12th. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I love the channel and I've decided to create a crap gimmick. Mine is called Sandy Orton. Sandy Teeth Orton is Randy Orton's long-lost brother. He calls Orton out each week, either in the indies or on his social media, who doesn't have him blocked like uh, he does for Ollie. Uh, and of course, Randy being contracted to WWE, he never interacts with this guy. He doesn't even listen to indie guys. However, Sandy doesn't act or even look like his brother. He has no tattoos. He's enthusiastic. He isn't vicious. And he likes to dive. Whatever Randy is, he isn't. This makes him quite unbelievable as Randy's brother. His finisher is the STU, which is his, out of somewhere. Sandy will keep on trying to reach out to his brother uh, as he doesn't hear voices in his head. They don't talk to him. They don't understand. They don't talk to him. They don't talk to him. Nice use of the, the entrance music there. I like it. I think that's funny. Mm -hmm. um, I... Uh, I, I don't know what the payoff is, but I guess that's what crap gimmick wrestling's all about. That the it would be a very lacklustre, disappointing payoff. Yeah, where there's no payoff. Absolutely, it's yeah. even better. Plus, I mean, so is it? Is Sandy Orton is the name. Sandy Orton, yes. I guess that's fine. That's a parody. Mm -hmm. We can get around that. Randy Orton won't come after us. Can you know, I with with the with the lawyers? Can I suggest a slight tweak to it? Go for we it. We turn this into a female wrestler, Brandy uh, Orton. Sandy is a multi-gendered name. You're right. It is actually. Yeah. You're right. Like Greece. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely right. I've never seen it. Have you not? I've never seen. It. Actually, well, I think we probably watched it at school once, but it never yeah. really appealed to me. That's no, great. Um, our next submission comes in from TJ on October 26th. Greetings, CG Dub executives. Let me introduce to you Wesley, the webmaster Webster. Mm. Wesley Webster has spent many years as a bland, timid, and skinny backstage interviewer. Often bullied and tired of being threatened by his more macho interviewees, Wesley seeks revenge. However, knowing he is helpless in his drab day-to-day -day guise, he finds an alternative. His alter ego, the webmaster. Has Andy Datsun emailed in this something? This is not Andy Datsun. Is this not him making a like wish fulfillment <laughs> crap gimmick booking? He's really good at singing. Uh, no, gone. He's I overlooked by all his co-workers. <laughs> gone are his thick glasses and salmon-coloured anorak replaced with a quote fearsome arachnid form, complete with eight spooky googly eyes on his chest oh. and his extra spider arms made from large pipe cleaners. God, he also it's the webmaster. He also has a secret oh. weapon in form of a web oh. shooter, a can of silly string attached to his wrist, which helps him ta uh, take down larger foes if he is in deep trouble. Oh, so bad. A speedy menace in the ring, the webmaster often tangles his opponents in the rope, leaving them vulnerable to his swift strikes and defeating opponents with his deadly finishers, the Web Slinger, a 619, or the Black Widow Submission, which is basically AJ Lee's finisher. Satisfied with giving his bullies the deserved paycheck, Wesley Quiet slips back into his backstage role with no one having suspected a thing, except maybe one deranged journalist with a thick mustache maniacally demanding photographic proof of their connection. Many thanks to yourself, Ollie and Laurie, for all the amazing hard work and dedication. You are all a wonderful bunch of lads. Lots of love, TJ. That is painfully good. Yeah, right? Oh, I went through a journey there. It started with, like, about three sentences after you said it. I was like, www. Yeah. That's the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I've okay. I've only just picked that up, actually. Yeah. That's very good. And, and you'll, you'll go through and he'll be a nerd, okay, Oh, but it transform into something. I get the joke. It's a small person who's actually a big superhero guy. It's Clark Kent, Superman. And then he hit me with the arachnid. Thing. <laughs> I thought you misspoke. I thought you were, you meant to say an animal-like form, like Batista. No. 
No, an arachnid with yeah. eight arms and uh, the, the silly spray. It sounds... It's it's actually really... I really like it. Yeah. I really like how bad and just hokey that is. Dean Ambrose would hate it. I can almost see... Do you remember that scene in The Simpsons where it's like, Hello, human fly over here! Come <laughs> on! Like, that's how I almost picture this character. Yeah. And this was... When I opened up this email, I was like... This new form is a genius idea. Mm. Look, you've done it again. Uh, but this last, we've got one more to come in. This comes from Riley, December 2nd. Raymond Rocker slash Rocky. Uh, Raymond comes to the ring to rock music with his pet rock, Rocky, and rocks him back and forth in his arms. His signature hardcore weapon is a rocking chair. His signature moves include the rocker dropper or the rocker ram, which is a middle rope spear. Rock always attempts to get Raymond to cheat via mind control over men over a man in yellow bodysuit such what? as getting I don't know uh, such as getting him to slide chairs into the ring before Rocker droppers and removing the turnbuckle pad Rocker does not allow the cheating telling Rocky he can handle it usually getting rolled up or punching the rocks or just getting hit with a finishing move the two occasionally compete in tag team action but normally Raymond Rocker is a single star I hope you consider this crap gimmick and thank you to your videos to brighten up my rainy parades what the hell just happened <laughs> I just feel like you said Rocky at me 13 100 times. It's more or less it. So he's a character called... Uh, oh, hang on, I've got his that name is now. gibberish, Riley. R- Raymond Rocker, and he's got a pet rock that he calls Rocky. I like the pet rock thing. I yeah. think that's a classic dumb person staple. You'd give to it to Luke Gallows, of. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, like a Luke Gallows, a Lars Sullivan, yep. a big lumbering oaf-looking person. But not Eric Rowan, though. He's a genius savant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at Eric Rowan and I think, that guy's got a brain in that beard. Oh, give him a Rubik's Cube, mm. quickly. Um, Raymond Rocker, Rocky, I've got to be honest, I was trying to concentrate there as well. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so here's what I get, right. is that Rocky is contro- is trying to control Raymond via mind control. I don't know what the, the yellow suit bit is. The inanimate rock yes. is so controlling imagine, the rest. Imagine Al Snow and Head, if you yep. will. So yep, yep, yep. Rocky is, sorry, Raymond is talking to Rocky as if he thinks he's real. And okay. in his promos, he would say, the rock is the, the rock. Rocky is the real yeah, genius okay. of this tag team. That, that's confirmed my fears. That's what I thought it was. But I thought that can't be the idea. <laughs> uh, the rocking chair as well. I, I like that you've just run wild on the, the word rock. I mean, even rocking him back and forth in his arms. Yeah, punching the rocks, which I've never heard. I guess you mean your test, the testicles. Yeah, I can't. You should have gone with Jack on the rocks. Yeah. Like that's his favorite drink. I so where is the webmaster? That they they went into the webmaster and wrung it for all it was worth. Every bad idea that didn't go together, they strung it out, and somehow that coalesced together to create a good crap gimmick. This is a bad crap gimmick. I'm sorry, Riley. So are we going to sign... I mean, I want to sign Webmaster. I'm in. I'm in for the Webmaster. We no, should do it over the Wrestle Crate. Not only that, but I want to get this across to Art Man Lou to get a trading card done as soon as possible. And if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon and leave your comment in the community section with the message mailbag and I'll find it. Thank you to everyone who's become one of our pledge hammers recently oh. in the lead up to Wrestle League. Overwhelmed. So, so lovely. And it's been great seeing loads of new names in the community section. It's just been great. Mm. Thank you so, so much. We'll uh, have a ramble club for you on Monday. Yes, we will indeed. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Barton, thank you for your... She sent in some predictions and kind of fantasy booking about the rumble but it was we didn't do a uh, a episode last week no we have fantasy booking last Saturday exactly so sorry Vicky we didn't get to your message but thank you for leaving one anyway uh, Jonathan Hedman asks in your opinion what is the biggest missed opportunity in wrestling the invasion Bailey TNA on spike or even sanity also out of those yeah four the invasion <laughs> well yes the inv- I can rank them the invasion TNA on spike Bailey sanity I would 100% agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, just the invasion. That is the climax of when the most people ever were watching wrestling in the United States, at least. You had WWF and WCW and ECW. And that is just... There's some storylines that we book sometimes. and well, That's crazy fantasy book and it's never going to happen. This was the craziest one. And it freaking happened at the height of everything. 
that's remarkable. We lived through it. Yep. Uh, I feel like I've said remarkable a lot today. I need to get some better adjectives. We lived through it, and it it was so subpar. And not only creatively was so much left on the table, money. So much money was left on the table. We could have had another WCW come off of this, but that was scrapped, and we, you know, we stayed with SmackDown. Oh yeah, but what, it's not even close. And without the invasion, we might not have had TNA. Without the invasion failing, we mm. might not have had TNA because yeah, the idea would have been that they would have had WCW still running as a company. We could have had WCW running to this day. Really, what killed the invasion was the um, the XFL. Vince was so oh, much yeah. more concentrating on that that he wasn't bothered. It's amazing hearing Bruce Pritchard talk about it, where he's like, we just didn't care. And you look, you, as a fan, you're sitting there going like, how? How could you not care? Simple, they didn't get any of the names. Because they didn't but want... they could have. They could have done. They keep saying, we couldn't have got the contracts. Because, but that's because they didn't want to spend the money to get the contracts. So short-sighted. So it was incredibly short-sighted. I would also say, not only was it at the height of wrestling popularity... It was an angle that actively drove people to stop watching oh, wrestling. Yeah. Like they, they killed they, that angle. Killed wrestling interest in for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Because you had some some people were just WCW fans, just like you've got WWF fans, and like you've got weirdly still diehard TNA Impact fans. Uh, you, you had that for WCW, and when the WWF beat them and absorbed them and beat them in a humiliating way while saying, oh, all that stuff you used to love, it's a bit silly, yeah. for the sake of ego, uh, of course it's going to push them away and they're not going to come back. Yeah, absolutely. T- totally, 100% yeah. the invasion. Uh, Matthew Muldoon <clears throat> suggests, hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Do you see wrestling promotions like Ring of Honor, Impact, and New Japan merging as a result of the AEW launch? I don't see how Ring of Honor and Impact are going to stay relevant in a now-saturated market. That's an interesting one. That is a good question. I, I think... I think uh, I think, no. No, I don't see those ones merging. I see New Japan and AEW having a uh, a working relationship. ROH will lose out there. And Impact, I mean, Impact's already working with ROH. I don't, I, no one will merge. They're not big enough to merge. Like, why would Sinclair buy, buy an Impact? Impact? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Uh, or why would Anthem want to try and buy Ring yeah. of Honor like for, which they the, couldn't afford really. they've all actually got quite big parent companies Anthem Sinclair and Bushi Road for New Japan and New Japan's like its own thing They're, like just Japanese culture in general wouldn't be that receptive to a buyer or a merge uh, New Japan don't really like working with Impact anyway with the TNA history mm. <clears throat> so yeah I, I but I you, you you singled out ROH and Impact as the ones in jeopardy there. Well, then you mentioned New Japan and Impact with Don Callis mm. as the sort of running. I mean, they nearly, according to rumor and, rumor and innuendo, nearly had Kenny Omega working thirty dates for them. Yeah, you know, would have been this year. Would have, they nearly had Jericho and Omega doing thirty dates with Impact this year before the AEW thing happened, mm. and then that just completely killed that deal. Yeah, I yeah I yeah, I mean I I. I I think ROH will be fine because they're so good at finding new talent. Uh, who is it? Delirious who books it. And Impact, that I really like Impact. Everything they've done this like last year, but yeah, it's just that they can't. They just can't break through. That's unfortunately. I th- it's it's a real shame. Mm. To be honest, Impact. So it's a real real shame. Uh, JVF Jack Van Fleet uh, also posted up that he had a WrestleTalk sign confiscated from Takeover Phoenix. They're scared of us. Apparently so. They know who speaks the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Martin Harmon asked, would you rather Weezer had never released the Teal album or are you happy we get another Weezer album in the world as it took them seven years to release their first three? But, but those first three albums are... Uh, um, well, Green Album's okay. Uh, but... No. The Pinkerton and the Blue Album. Pinkerton and the Blue Album are all-time greats. Yep. The Blue my, album, Pinkerton's my favourite album of all time. Blue Album is a flawless album. From it's start brilliant. to end, it is brilliant. ten tracks of oh. just pure brilliance. And they just crash into each other seamlessly. Yep. Um, but d- no, I, d- I just want them to stop now. <laughs> I, I, I just want them to go away. I've had enough. Yeah. Teal broke me. I listened to it again over the weekend. Oh, I tried. I tried. I thought... Because I, I, I rage quit about six tracks in. It was... It was hard to be in the room with you while you were listening to it because I could hear you seething. Yeah, I could really hear you seething. I didn't want to be the person who had to tell you that they had well, released this album. Why were you smiling so much when you <laughs> did? I listened to it. I thought surely their take 
on Billie Jean will be different. No, it wasn't. That's the most disappointing thing of it. It is a really creatively bankrupt project because they don't put their own spin on any of the songs. They're literally just covers. Mm. Uh, right well Sam Farr has got an interesting question which I like hey guys hope you're all well I'm a massive fan and love all your stuff my question is what advice would you give to someone like me who is trying to find friends who love wrestling I'm an 18 year old guy who has anxiety and is very shy so I struggle to go out and meet people also would you ever uh, allow a fan like me to have a conversation with you at slash after a wrestling show only asking because I, uh, I said I'm shy and I have no wrestling fans thank friends thanks for your answer in advance or if you couldn't answer this thanks for reading this question keep up the great work oh he wants his name changed he does indeed yeah the real life undertaker <laughs> um or no he said i wanted my shout out name to be like this but the one oh. we came up with is much better because he is sam farah as i can throw you um well of course you can come up and talk to us we love it absolutely it, we it, do it, yeah we yeah it makes us really excited uh, we will talk to you about inane rubbish though there was a guy yeah. I spoke to at a Rev Pro show where we talked about the bus routes around Reading, and it was awesome. So many people have come up to us at shows and instantly regretted it <laughs> because we we just won't leave them alone no, afterwards. No. We just keep chatting because <laughs> we're usually pretty, pretty drunk. drunk. Yeah. Um, the the to, to find wrestling fa- friends though the Discord Wrestle Talks Discord seems like a pretty good place for for wrestling fans to find each other. It's an awkward one because. It's still a niche interest, really, and it's kind of still laughed upon, unfortunately, by large parts of society. So you can't really just declare yourself to the world. But if you wear a wrestling T-shirt, like a a subtle wrestling T-shirt... Like the one you're wearing. Not the New Day. (laughs) Don't go out in public wearing a New Day T-shirt. But go go to work or go to college and wear that, and someone, if there's a wrestling fan, they'll... They'll nod on a nice T-shirt, exactly, and then yeah. you're like, "Boom!" And, and, I'll start I, a conversation with them. I think Discord, wrestling chat rooms, and things like that are also a good place to to meet new wrestling fans. You'll find you'll end up finding people that are close to you, and then if you become friendly online, you can go to wrestling shows together, and you'll find a new friend. That's happened. We've we've got plenty of stories like that from Discord and, and Wrest, Wrestle Talks. Discord. Some of our pledgehammers have gone to shows together, yeah. meeting via Patreon. It's lovely. It is. It's lovely. lovely. A um, couple more questions. Uh, James Dillon, a new segment on your weekend show could be uh, Better Noah Hammer. This would be a nice way to highlight one or two of your pledge hammers by sharing a little bit about themselves. It's basically saying, do we want to do a segment where we ask, hey, shall, tell us something about yourself, pledge hammer. I quite like that. I like Not it Not on well. the YouTube. We'll do it in the podcast. Mm, that is good. That's one for Ramble Club. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Sykes, who is your SmackDown 6 in 2019? Oh, well, this is Andrade. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Mustafa Ali, and Rey Mysterio. They just came out there of my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Rey's important to have in there mm-hmm. as like the big vet. Yep. Although AJ and Joe are also big vets, yeah, as is Bryan. I was going to say, they're all the same age. Yeah, and Dalade and Ali seem They're your young pups. But like, Andalade's no spring chicken. He's in his 30s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, what about you? I, I, yeah, I would have said the exact same names, I would have thought. But just with Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Take out Mustafa Ali and Samoa Joe. Or it, no, Andrade, sorry. Take out those two. In in, a, in an alternate universe, I, I wish Cesaro was a, a strongly pushed single star so we could include him. I'd have had Xavier Woods in that as well. Yeah, Shane McMahon. SmackDown's got a fantastic roster. Well, WWE in general uh, has a fantastic roster. Uh, David Humphreys has asked us to uh, find better music for some wrestlers, but I don't think you're actually going to know any of these people. Um, because the, you don't, well, you don't Samoa know, Joe? Well, you know Samoa Joe, but you don't know how anyone else's theme goes. Like, no. Do you know how Io Shirai's theme goes? dun 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 Da, da, da. Do you know how Mia Yim's theme goes? Donovan Dijakovic, Dijakovic rather. Yeah, that's um. But I would also say to David Humphreys, where he says that uh, since most WWE talent music is rubbish, most of them don't suit their characters in ring. But he's got Samoa Joe in this list. Samoa Joe's got one of the best entrance themes, A, that fits his character, B. It's, uh, and I use this term not lightly, it's a bitching track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bitching. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I the people who say stuff like that makes me think they skip 2005 to 2011. Oh, yeah. It's a bad, bad time for wrestling <laughs> themes. People go because WWE's so rubbish these days. Whole <laughs> <Four> years, <laughs> it was the worst. It's just, just the absolute yeah. dirt worst. I know Dan's going to argue for it, but oh. I, well, I think it's because it's the same with the prequels. It's the people yeah, who are teenagers now like grew that. up in that era, so that's the era that they most identify with. Randy mm. Datsun is one of those people. He was a wrestling fan during that time. That's how he got into wrestling. Yeah. So I think when us here, these old curmudgeons in their thirties, sit there and go like, "It was bloody awful." We do come across as just like, oh, back in my day, it was much better. But I like this day. I like this I like, day is so much yeah. better. This day is so much better than it was back then, really. Yeah. In terms it's of in ring work, bit that's rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Jack Dylan's got a question: If you could party with one wrestling faction for one night, which party? Or which? Who would you want to party with? This is an excellent question. I, I there's only one answer. Three, two. One undisputed, undisputed era. era. Of course it <laughs> of course is. It is. Going to karaoke with Carlo Riley. Oh man, could you imagine? That'd be brilliant. I guess it wouldn't be good if you're a single fella though, because Adam Cole is going to get all the ladies. He's he is remarkably handsome. It's beautiful. I was saying this in Discord during. Um, I can't remember. I think it was remarkably. They were, they were showing clips of um, the 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 fights at NXT Takeover Phoenix, and my comments every time I was like. Adam Cole is just so handsome. Mm. It's incredible. His eyes. I haven't found a bad side yet. No, he, he he's, doesn't he's, have he's one. Beautiful from all sides. Britt Baker is a lucky, lucky lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's punching above her weight, right? And she's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, a legit doctor. Qualified. Yeah. Any big plans for the weekend, Oliver Davis? Well, my lady partner is going to Paris. Wow, really? For two days, for, for work. It's a big circus thing over there. That's what she does. Uh, so I'm just going to masturbate. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just uh, as soon as she leaves at 6 a.m. on Saturday. Yep. And I'm not going to stop until 4 p.m. Sunday. Sweet. What about you? Uh, uh, I am planning on having a lie-in tomorrow morning. Mm. because oh, I was thinking of going for a run, but... With it snowing here in in London, I may not go for a run. Man, you've got it. I'm I'm going for a run. The 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 true marathon isn't the masturbation session. <laughs> it's going to be me running my first ever half marathon. Not to not to do down your your lion there, but I will be running 21 kilometers tomorrow. Wow, today because it'll be Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crikey. And that is a half marathon because the week after I'm doing a proper half marathon around the Olympic Park just down the road. But the, isn't the the school of thought not to do a half marathon before you're about to run a half marathon? Isn't it you're meant to run almost a half marathon but not do a full one? Uh, maybe. I I don't think that will be good for me because I like to do things before they happen. Nice. And then this is just like it's a mental win. They definitely say that about marathons mm-hmm. because anything over 19 miles... So 30 kilometers actively starts to chip away at your body. Yeah. But under half marathon distances are fine. So you could, like, anyone can run a half marathon. (laughs) Anyone. You always say this about anyone can just do this. I mean, that's not true. Anyone can do it eventually. (laughs) It just depends how fast they'll do it. Yeah. Um, So, but I'm going to have a lie in tomorrow because. I don't think I've... I mean, I'm pretty sure I've recovered from the Rumble. Like, mm. from staying up to watch the Rumble. But, like, the... On Tuesday... Wednesday morning, when I had to get up to watch SmackDown, I literally, like, crawled out of bed and I was on hands and knees to turn my alarm off. Wow. And I thought, I am tired. And I could really do with, like, just sleeping in for a bit. And I thought that again this morning when I got up to write the news. And I was like, I could, I could just do with a lion. So Saturday, when you're listening to this, I will have had... I'm hoping quite a nice lie-in. But you and I are out tonight, Friday night. Oh, yes. Uh, because we're recording Ramble Club, and then we're going out because it was Laurie's birthday on Sunday. So we're going to go out for works drinks and play some board games. Yeah, you say board games. They're very card-based. Well, so yeah. you wouldn't call them card games. Table, t- they call them tabletop games. Tabletop game. games, right. That was going to be my question. Yeah, tabletop yeah. games. We're going to be playing some Smash Up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to play some Coup because I haven't played that in ages and I really like Coup. So that's a Resistance spin-off. It is indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, and Love Letter, we've also Never got. played that. Very good. Um, Six Nimitz, which I believe is a German game, or it's certainly in that uh, Eastern European 
sector. Mm. Is Germany East European? Would you say that? I mean, if you in the eighties b- before <laughs> before the wall came down, half of it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't say now though. I yeah. think Western Germany won out that <laughs> that that culture war. I'll be honest with you, and actually, anyone who's listened to the NXT review podcast will know that history is not one of my strong suits. Which was evident when I went to go see Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, you saw that this week. I did indeed. Yeah, uh, and I I was proper struggling, mm. and it was only to like right at the end of the movie, I went, oh, Elizabeth. Henry VIII's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, rem- yeah. I remember this now. I remember that from the back of the ruler I got from the <laughs> castle that we visited at school. But it took me a good two hours to work that bit out. Mm. And and I, I, there was a lot of Protestant and Catholic chat, and I kept forgetting which one was which. And it just took, I, I was a bit bit. Thick. Anyone with an accent, probably Catholic. That's yeah. the way to say. Yeah, because the, the, the like the Protestants were all English. Mm. Main, not all English, but the, the Catholics were sort of driven up into the more Celtic regions. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I completely got Mary Queen of Scots wrong too. I saw the trailer and I was like, what an amazing story! The Queen Elizabeth and her sister Mary, bloody Mary, had such a big face off. And then someone corrected me. You're getting two Marys confused. <laughs> Mary, that's not the Mary you're thinking of. Mm. Like Bloody Mary who killed everyone. It's different from Mary, Queen of Scots. Well, I they showed a trailer for the movie about that uh, female lawyer that got all those sort of equality laws changed. Erin Brockovich. That's the one, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, whose first name was Ruth, and then when we were talking about it later, if you've listened to the NXT podcast, you'll have already heard this story, but I, uh, I called her Ruth Powers, and my, my wife corrected me. And, and said, who the hell is Ruth Powers? And after some Googling, I found out that Ruth Powers was a Simpsons character from one episode. <laughs> and that is who I thought had changed equality laws <laughs> in the US. I think that's a better story. <laughs> Sometimes, like, if we take one lesson from WWE, it's that you can rewrite history willy-nilly like a North Korean dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's let the SWAF Nation enjoy the rest of their weekend. But before that, would you like some jokes? Yeah, sure. Did we did we ever get a solution on whether people want to listen to? I didn't get a massive amount of feedback. Someone, I, I tell you what, I did get These one are agony arts. The agony arts yeah. request. So one person did uh, send an email. Justification to keep it. This comes in from. Uh, I'll say vacant because that's the, the general rule with agony arts. Says hi, Luke. I think most of your audience is aware your answers to agony arts are mostly in jest, and you do a good job of consistently reminding listeners. Uh, do reach out to professionals. As someone who has dealt with mental health issues personally and within my family, just hearing that others out in the world have similar problems, issues, etc can be a great help and lets people know they aren't alone. There you go. Which is true. And then someone sent me in an update to their agony arts as if like, because you haven't read it yet. So here's mm. an update on it. So I may just have to like go through. I don't <coughs> really know where I'm at with, with the agony arts at the moment. I still feel a bit, I don't know. Too I'm, nice a person. That's you. Yeah. I just, hmm. Uh, um, oh, actually, yeah. I've got this, uh, this is coming as well. This is how I'm going to end off this podcast, I've decided. Because... Okay. The clothing debate rages on about how mm. much one should spend on an item of clothing. This comes in from Mark. Uh, another listener chiming in about the clothes discussion you had on Wednesday's episode. £10 on jeans is insane, but whatever works for you. What I find much weirder, do you not try clothes on in the store? You That's been another able, thing. You should have been able to see they were skinny jeans before buying them. Just curious. Cheers, Mark. Uh, no, I don't try things on uh, in shops because I know what size I am. So I don't need to try things on. But the sizes change between stores. Why? Why do sizes change between stores? Because some stores are for skinny people. It's a standardised thing, right? No. Then why do we have sizes? Why do you give sizes if they're not standard? Because there are so many different types of shapes of body. Yeah, so if you're a larger person, buy a large T-shirt. Yeah, but if you want, like, okay, so say there's a number. If you are a 36-inch waist, you would buy 36-inch jeans, right? What about shoes? I'm a size 10. In every store. In theory, I should be, if I'm a size 10, I should be a size 10, no matter where I'm buying my shoes from. What about maybe you go into a a store which has very pointy, narrow shoes, and you're like, well, I will get a size 10. But then you put them on at home, and you're like... The width of my foot, despite that the overall size seems to be a size 10, the, the width is not, uh, I need to go to an 11 then why is it or called, a 10 and a half. And then why is it called a size 10? Because... Surely it should be called a 10 slash 
whatever the width is. Don't you think all the people in the world, there's way too many size factors to put into a numerical... Yeah, but you've... you've Here's also, a one. You're also not listening to the, my initial point, which was, if you are a 36-inch waist and you buy a 36-inch pair of jeans, then surely those 36-inch pair of jeans are going to fit you, right? Because your waist is 36 inch. Like, that is a numeric... That's not a disputable mm-hmm. number. Yep, yep, I agree. But what about the thighs? <laughs> so, so sure, it might fit on the waist, but if you've got massive thighs or really skinny thighs, the, the average, most of these clothes are made to fit the most amount of people, mm-hmm. uh, which means there's going to be trails at the end of the curve that are left off. Okay, so if I'm, because I'm a 34-inch waist mm. and a 32-inch leg, I believe, I think that's what my measurements are. So if I was to buy a 34-inch pair of jeans and a 32 inch I would expect those then to fit me and more often than not they do Mm. and if they didn't I'd be like okay well the next time I buy jeans then I'll buy a 34 34 and I'll just buy that as my next pair in three in three years in three four years time I just I I do I do get it that uh, it's very frustrating that numbers are misleading on on sizes or or letters Uh, but I just I just try them all on because I don't know how they look on me as well. Well, they're jeans, and this is the other argument as well. Someone said like, I it, I don't think it's bad to want to. I don't. I never said it's bad. I just don't understand it. Like if I'm paying ten dollars for jeans or ten dollars, ten pounds for jeans, and someone's spending eighty pounds for jeans, they're both made of denim. Mm. Like it's the same material. Yours isn't gold denim. It isn't better denim. It's the same material. There are different kinds of denim and there are pricing structures to reflect that and there are also different weaves and there's a there's an atelier's down my road where they make Bless bespoke you. jeans so <laughs> uh yeah like the stitching the fabric the craftsmanship well the fabric's denim well you can get selvage denim which is uh considerably tougher uh there's different processes for drying and and coloring denim it's, You've got it's stretch sealed, denim, sealed, which is which is probably a, a a composite of a few different materials and denim to make them stretchy. I did go back into that Primark store and realised that I did pick them up from the skinny section, yeah. which is that you know that's on me. I told my I told my lady partner this story. Oh yeah, and she was like, he didn't try them on. <laughs> that was the first thing out of her mouth. <laughs> no, I didn't try them on. I don't see the I don't I don't very I very rarely need to see the point in doing it because okay. I I know what sort of size I am. But I mean, like this is this is an example of you. You should have tried them on, but it's what it's paid off. It's for paid you. off. Like in, it's jeans. paid off massively, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm digging these jeans now, and I quite like them. If I'd have tried them on, I probably would have gone like, nope, mm. absolutely not. I'd have taken them back. You had to be, mis- like, tricked into. That's exactly <laughs> into it. That's how you get me to buy new fitting. clothes. <laughs> It's taken me 33 years to find a style that doesn't make me look like I was when I was 14. Because when I was doing that Marie Kondo stuff, Mm. I was throwing out T-shirts that I've had since I was 13 or 14 that I was still wearing. And in fairness, I have kept some of those because they're just good T-shirts and they've lasted for 20 odd years. They can last for another 20 years. I don't need to buy new new T-shirts for that. But I've I've dressed the same since I I was a child up until now. And really, I don't think I've changed much. I'm going to wear shorts again once it's warm enough. I, uh, when I used to dress, well, I thought the coolest height of sophistication as a 14, 15-year-old was uh, bright blue jeans with white paint splattered on them. Nice. Bright white Adidas So Clean oh, trainers. Got to be clean. And a white, slightly patterned shirt unbuttoned two buttons at the top and untucked nice and so much gel in my hair <laughs> i am so glad i don't dress that way anymore <laughs> i'm not saying that, that wasn't against how you because hey, you know, no no i didn't take it as a but, um, at all. but for, for me if i dressed the same way as i did as a teenager i'd hate me <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people on discord were on my side mm. and said that they wouldn't spend um ewan in particular said that the most expensive item of clothing he's got um was like a 60 pound hoodie and that's because his grandmother made him buy it I think that's indicative of our poorly dressed Discord <laughs> fans. Um, yeah, I'm just going to quickly read this email here as well uh, from from Gareth on this situation where he says, Hi Luke, Ollie, Laurie and Randy, brackets jokes. I just wanted to get his hopes up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved your conversation in the intro of the Smackdown Review talking about, he says Laurie's fashion and budget. But I think it was mine uh, And items of clothing I wanted to give you my two pens Firstly you mentioned that you wear slogan t-shirts Flannel shirts and cardigans I can only imagine that your inspiration behind Is what we now know as the new Daniel Bryan 
think I've always dressed this way. Actually, mm, yeah. Really. To be fair, you you set that trend. Yeah, I wanted to buy flannel while I was in Canada, and I was I need I found an amazing flannel jacket in a thrift store for I think it was fifty because I a buck fifty or something. And I really wanted to buy it, but it was about two sizes too big for me, so I was really annoyed. It needs to fit. That's the most yeah. important. thing. Even if it's a buck fifty, like yeah. I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna look like an idiot for the sake of a buck fifty. Uh, secondly, I too used to have a similar outlook on fashion, looking to spend as little as possible and having very similar limits to my spending on certain items. I just wanted to say that having walked in your shoes, listen to Ollie. <laughs> oh, yes. I love these emails. <laughs> <laughs> I used to look for straight jeans after buying Slim Fit, brackets also from Primark, and I got a lot of compliments on them and they did grow on me. I do agree with you in t-shirt spends, though. I will often spend out 20 to £25 pounds at a big gig as I feel like I'm buying a memory trigger which mm. I, I, I agree with absolutely yeah. spark I'm, joy like I'm yeah I mean I'm buying a, a t-shirt that I bought from a gig my Christine t-shirt yeah. from John Carpenter's gig last year and I love this t-shirt and this was 20 pounds uh, keep up the seller work uh, I will send my get better through soon well we very much look forward to that Gareth um, and as always let's end on a quick joke uh, from Bernie why is Roman's finisher a spear it's a forced push that's good but too soon <laughs> too soon um, there was another joke I wanted to do oh this is from, uh, from the Cosmic Anvil I can't remember what your real name was if you haven't signed off on it I do apologise for this uh, what is the best pizza plain pizza because nothing tops it yep I mean I, I, I agree with that ideologically as well as uh, the, the, the joke you're making yep have you heard the advent calendar might be going out of fashion its days are numbered it's a smirk. Really, you got a smirk. I've there. actually sli- I altered that joke because I thought the, the feed line was better. Uh, and I tripped and fell on a snare. Now I think I have a percussion. It's not quite as good. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you back on Tuesday for the uh, Raw review. We're going to go re- get drunk and record Ramble Club in a second. Yeah, I was going to say, or on Monday, if you're a Patreon, where me, Luke, and Laurie are just going to chat nonsense for a couple of hours apologize now if the audio sounds bad towards the end thank you so much love you goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.